I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 245. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today, we have on Early Exit from New York City. Uh, specifically, I was talking to Kyle, the frontman and songwriter. Uh, their influences range from Green Day to Fallout Boy to the Arctic Monkeys. And uh, in the interview, I also mentioned they remind me of a local band around here called The Slang. Uh, the band's latest release is called Return to Sender, and I uh, featured two tracks from it. Uh, one is called Favorite Lies, and the other is called Paralyzed. If you like either of them, you can definitely check them out wherever you stream music. But uh, yeah, in our conversation, uh, we just kind of talk about the uh, New York City music scene as a whole and uh, some of Kyle's influences behind uh, his style of songwriting and everything like that. So yeah. Uh, regardless of where you're listening in from, uh, thanks for doing so. Thanks for tuning in and supporting local music and local art and all that stuff. Hopefully you yourself are doing well and uh, kicking ass and taking names and booking shows in this new year. I know it's definitely still busy in my world. Uh, speaking of my world, uh, tonight I will be playing acoustic at Jimmy's. Uh, Jimmy's Seafood over in Dundalk. The Dalk, I think that's like 6 to 9 p.m., something like that. And Saturday, I'll be up uh, at the Yellow Barn Tavern up on the PA line. Also, playing uh, some acoustic songs, all killer, no filler. You know how it goes. But, uh, yeah. Last few things I normally mention is that Truly Strings is the sponsor of the show. It's a guitar shop in Lowell, Maryland, where I take all my shit. And uh, Stephen always does a great job. And then, uh, if you're looking for merch for this show, it's on Shopify. There's part-time rock star shirts out there. And then Part-Time Rockstar Productions is going as well if you need a music video. To get your new content all shined up and ready for 2024, we can certainly hook you up in that department. Without any further rambling, we'll get to the conversation with Kyle from Early Exit. The song that you're about to hear is called Favorite Lies. I'm a part-time rockstar. Sick and tired of Welcome on the show here. Uh, my name is Brett, if I didn't mention that uh, in the email. Thanks, Val. Oh, I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you as well. Looks like uh, calling in from uh, New York, right? Yeah, yeah, in Hoboken, right outside the city. Sick. Yeah, we were uh, just up there last weekend, I guess it was. Uh, oh, cool. Just playing Rockwood and then um, in Philly. So it was fun. Yeah, I haven't gotten over to Rockwood yet, but I have some friends that have played there, and they they said it was great. So radical. It looks like you guys were just playing the Delancey, right? Yeah, Last we played week. Delancey a couple weekends ago, and then Bowery Electric um, last week, 
and then we're playing Brooklyn Music Kitchen uh, about mid-December. That's awesome. Well, I'm always looking for more uh, more contacts in the city, for sure. Yeah, so, we've got one. Sounds great. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably annoy you after this uh, episode. Sounds good. Trying to find a gig somewhere, but um, no, it's cool. I I just play in like a, a band uh, down here in like the DMV we call it, you know, DC Baltimore area. Sure. And um, it's kind of our home turf. But uh, yeah, you guys are going for. I don't know if I'd call it a nostalgic feel, but um, certainly up my alley in the sense of, you know, harkens back to the 90s, just a touch, early 2000s. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the music I grew up listening to and loving, so it's it's always great to be able to, I don't know, make music that honors that and put your own spin on it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. How old are you? I'm 28. Word. I'm uh, 33, so nice. about the same same ballpark. Yeah, but yeah, I get it because I can't help it. I never intentionally tried to sound musically a certain way per se, but you know, you end up kind of sounding like what you grew up on or your influences, unless you're intentionally not trying to do that. But um, right. But yeah, I really like your stuff. Um, I guess Thank the fir- first thing to say about it is it's super polished. A lot of people have quality quality stuff these days it's getting easier but i don't know i think your stuff stands out a little bit yeah thanks i mean uh but i really enjoy making the projects in a studio environment i know like a lot of you know uh punk bands enjoy more diy uh production and kind of making stuff in the garage but um i really like making things the right way that sound really good um so, uh, and I've gotten lucky to meet, um, like a good engineer and producer, but I was in the Boston area that I worked with quite a bit. So he really cool. helped take it to the next level. Nice. Yeah. Um, besides us or my band, I definitely got to put you in touch with a band called the slang. Oh. Um, I'll have to make fun of them a little bit, maybe in this episode, just because I, anytime I mention them, I have to, but they're good friends yeah. of mine, and they, I think they kind of went on hiatus, and now the rumor mill is they're back. So nice. I'm going to send this episode to them afterward, maybe, back. and see if it'll draw them out of retirement. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a familiar sound, and it's clean, it's polished, it's, uh, you know, generally easy to listen to. I was checking out uh, a song called Taillights, as well as the, uh, the other ones prior to this. And uh, I dig it, man. It's good. Cool. Thank you. But yeah, to kind of get into it, I usually just, you know, go through the basics a little bit of like, um, you know, the origin story of the band. I kind of yeah. assume you're the ringleader of the circus. Uh, yeah. Cool. And like main songwriter, probably. Yeah. Sometimes solo songwriter, sometimes just main songwriter. So it's kind of gone through a lot of iterations, which is interesting. Right. And then you've been uh, putting out stuff since, uh, what, it looks like maybe 20, uh, 2021 or before that, 2020? Yeah, I think 2020, there were some songs that are kind of my first foray into making music and putting all that together. Um, and then start taking it a little more seriously after that and um, getting with different people, playing a lot of live shows, which has been awesome. So. 
That's cool. Um, most people, I feel like, are usually the most excited in the present moment about their latest stuff. I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, where should we kind of, like, start? I mean, we could start with the latest and work way backward or kind of, like, start with something else. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I it's probably the last single was actually um, in part originally part of the project that was put out in 2021. Mm-hmm. So the album called Blurred Horizon. So it was recorded for that. Probably about 80% of it was recorded there. And it didn't really fit in with the rest of the songs or I just couldn't really find a place for it. Um, and so it finally made sense to just finish it up and put it out as like a standalone single. Mm-hmm. Um, so finally kind of got that together and put that out in, uh, I think it was this past September. Yeah. Um, so was definitely excited to get that out and finish it up, but uh, it was more of just a standalone one-off rather than like the precursor to something bigger, like the single off the next project. Um, I, I don't know. I'd I'd say if we want to start uh, the Board Horizon Horizons project was really um, when I started jumping into music a little more seriously. Um, yeah, and that's after I moved to the Boston area. So. I mean, I, I'm always excited to talk about that project. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it sounds like then you've only been in Hoboken not too long. No, just moved here in June. Cool. Yeah, I mean, what's the uh, transition been like, I guess, musically or otherwise? I think moving here, uh, it, it was definitely just a little tough at first. I mean, you're kind of leaving behind everything you knew for three years um so i was in the boston area you know playing shows making friends with a lot of bands getting contacts and then kind of um left that behind and had to start from scratch a little bit yeah um sorry go ahead no i was i was saying yeah yeah and then uh i mean i i kind of got lucky to meet up with some really talented musicians um and we were able to just, you know, get the songs nailed down really quickly. And we've been able to start playing live shows. So we played three already. Um, and then we have uh, at least another three lined up, um, which has been really exciting. Yeah, for sure. You have uh, some hardcore members already, some diehards. You know? Some diehards, yeah. Um, two of the guys I have playing with me now, so Braden on bass. And Mitch on drums, they they are like professional musicians, so it's okay. what they do for a living. So they're in multiple bands, play all over the place. But um, yep. you know, I think what they've brought to just playing live with me already, it's been great. So um, that's been really exciting. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly cool to have the confidence, you know, of some you know seasoned guys behind you who are willing to play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's always a good little boost. Um, yeah, but yeah, I guess, um, you know, being interested in writing songs myself, I'm, you know, uh, interested in, in what other people's strategies and philosophies are and what they like to write about. So, um, seems like paralyzed is, you know, just the Spotify, uh, top, top song. But, um, if there's anything in particular you want to talk about either as just a, a broad, uh, subject or a specific song that you like to write about 
be cool. Yeah, I mean, in terms of songwriting, uh, it, it, I feel like it always comes from when I really enjoy to play. So I usually, you know, pick up a, a guitar and come up with a riff, or m- maybe I'll even have like an idea or a concept in my head or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it'll kind of come together. I'd say 90% of the time, the music comes first and it's putting like, all right, here's like a riff that feels really powerful. Um, you know, how could this transition into different parts of the song, like a verse, a chorus? Um, and then usually through that, you'll, you know, be able to find some emotion or feeling that it feels like the song is projecting. Um, and usually that'll just like pull words or like a topic out of me um yeah and i'd like to say like in general um i i'm not i don't live that interesting of a life uh so it's not usually uh, a diary and like totally autobiographical but usually it comes like the words come from an emotion and then i'll try and like push that emotion to its limit and um you know uh i try not to be um, overly apparent in the lyrics. Like, there's usually more to it the more you read it or, like, think about it, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you always have to live the most interesting life. Sometimes it's just about picking things out of the mundane and making them, Yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Making them special, finding things other people don't see, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I've always kind of come at it lyrically first myself as much as I love uh playing guitar um who it says in your bio that uh you're kind of big into maybe green day fallout boy and arctic monkeys and stuff of that is that accurate or were yeah. is there some other stuff in there that kind of inspired you a little more i mean i like i i grew i grew up listening to a lot of like classic rock so um like things yeah. like bruce springsteen billy joel uh probably uh, i'm sure you heard a lot of the same just growing up around the same era and then when i started to like really um branch out on my own it was green day that was like whoa this is different and you know feels really powerful and like it's saying something and you know um so that band has had a huge impact on just me and what i like to listen to and what i like to play but i was into really all types of rock music um, from things that got a little harder core like Finch or Senses Bale um, mm. to softer more indie things like um, Arctic Monkeys you mentioned um, so I, I really like a little bit of everything um, and I think as I've continued making music I've gotten to where I figured out ways to better integrate that into the songwriting process, which has been really cool. Yeah. What would you say the last band is that you saw? Last band I saw live. Um, I saw Bruce Springsteen in September. Mm-hmm. And before that, I saw Queens of the Stone Age over the summer. And then I went to Boston Calling in May. So saw quite a few bands there. Uh, nice. Foo Fighters, Paramore, Mount Joy, they were all playing there. Right on. I guess being that this is, you know, kind of like the, the indie, an indie music uh, type podcast, I'm also interested in just like the scene, like where you are and bands you're playing with and like who's cool, who's doing something interesting or 
who to, who to stay away from, who's a dick, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, you know, the, the players in the game, I guess, if you will. Yeah, totally. Um, well, I, I mean, the good thing about being in Boston for a couple of years is I got close with a couple bands there. Um, there's one band who I, I was actually close with the drummer who's leaving, but they're called the Paper Tigers. Nice. Um, really good. I, I would recommend listening to them. Their most recent album was, was really strong. Yeah. Um, another band there I liked quite a bit was Little Fuss. A little mm-hmm. more on the indie rock side um, and almost like pop rock, but I really like them. Um, and then a band that was a little bit bigger, but I got really into this past summer is called Weekend Friends. Oh, yeah. Um, All right. it, they're really good. Uh, it's uh, like female singer and female bassist and then a male drummer. And uh, they almost like grungy modern day nirvana s kind of vibe but um just in their own way and and i really like them um and yeah i haven't really gotten to know a ton of bands around the new york city area yet but hopefully yeah. that'll change we play more shows yeah for sure it seems like you guys are humming along at a pretty good clip for sure yeah so that's cool um yeah, other than shows and like uh, and releases and stuff like that, I guess I was gonna ask like um, having a little bit of a brain fart here. I had something in mind. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just because of the kind of the background of this podcast, I usually do ask like what people do for a living if they want mention it. If they don't, then uh, that's totally cool too. Yeah, but, yeah. I work for a healthcare tech company. Um, doing normal things like within their revenue cycle um and yeah it's 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 a full-time job so uh as i'm sure i i know most of the folks you talk to kind of are balancing you know actual jobs and trying to do music on the side and um that can definitely get overwhelming at times um there's just a lot to do at once so um yeah, it's it's a remote job, which is nice. Gives me a little more flexibility during the yeah, day. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if I'm uh, having a slow day, I can pick up a guitar and, uh, you know, figure out a song. Yeah, and more importantly, answer some emails. So it's key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I always like the kind of the juxtaposition of like, you know, being in the proletariat, as it were, balancing the art, because I feel like, I don't know, it kind of the work stress can sometimes like feed the artistic muse, at least for me. It's almost like if I get too complacent or too indolent, I almost like fall back into melancholy and I wouldn't want to write as much or do as much. Maybe. I don't know for sure, but yeah, um, I definitely feel that too. Like I, I totally understand that feeling. Yeah. So I'm always just kind of curious if, if it works that way for other people. And how, and if so, like maybe you haven't like written a song about work, about, like that on the nose or something. But maybe like there's just something that like eats at you internally, and you're like, I don't know what this is, but I gotta feed it. I gotta get it out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like. I feel like when everything's slow, it. it you're not going to be creative if nothing's happening or nothing's moving, you know? So, yeah. 
think life all moving at a steady pace is inspiring in general. I think I definitely, you know, being the kind of the sole songwriter, booker, mm-hmm. um, you know, producer, <laughs> arranger, um, on top of work when things are too fast in both areas, I think that can get pretty overwhelming. Yeah, um, sure. But again, it, it it's just a balance you have to figure out. And if you truly love music, you know, you, you have to find a way to do it. Um, well, yeah, keeping a keeping your job that funds <laughs> the ability to do that. So yeah, you just gotta be able to feed the habit, right? You know, exactly. Like yeah, not really gonna stop doing it. I feel like at worst, it may be, it's like it goes dormant for a while, if you have to. Yeah. I also don't feel like that that's totally bad either, either for creative purposes or practical. Because sometimes you come out the other side, like, invigorated. I think it can be great. And like, I don't know, especially, I think sometimes with music or being like a younger band trying to figure it out there's this pressure to just like keep going keep releasing keep doing things um and you can just end up in like an endless loop if you don't take a step back and you know figure out where you want to be intentional and like where you want to go from there so um i didn't take that break for a while and i was finally able to Mm -hmm. uh like within the past few months and it it's really helpful to just you know clear everything and and figure out the best way forward um yeah so yeah it's cool i mean um it's not the sexiest uh topic in the world but in essence it's kind of just a encapsulation of, of what i guess we do which is ultimately release songs but like um do you feel like there's a, a strategy? And if that's too strong of a word, that like, do you feel like there's a right amount of stuff to release, like either per year or whatever the time interval is? Um, or do you feel like it's just random and doesn't really matter that much? I definitely think it matters. Um, I think there's so much, I I think it's a learning experience and something that you don't really know until you, you know, trial and error with some of that stuff. But there's definitely momentum. Like if you have a big project, let's say you recorded 10 songs, it's probably not the, like all of them are going to get the attention they deserve if you just release all 10 of them at once. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, strategically releasing a few before trying to promo those individual pieces, um, is definitely the right way to go in this day and age. Um, with that being said, there is the balance between just like recording and releasing songs and playing shows. Um, yeah. I think like at early exit has put out some like quality music, but, um, you know, if you don't put that on display or display that the right way, there's only so much that, that that's going to take hold of. Um, so it's figuring out the balance of playing live, marketing and getting it to people and actually making the music, um, which it, it can be tough. It's just a balancing act. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's, if you kind of do the right things and you love it, then... Um, hopefully it works out, you know, to a degree that, that 
makes you happy. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I sometimes hear people talk about either on other podcasts or sometimes mm. hear that like, you know, they feel like they should be releasing a certain amount. And I guess it makes sense in like a sort of capitalist mentality or whatever. But like, I guess I've always thought personally that like, if I don't want to write a song, I won't. Yeah. Like, it's kind of that simple. But if I do, then I will work on it until I get like a version down that I like or sort of like or whatever it is. And I don't usually feel, I mean, I don't do it for a living, I guess is why maybe, but I do feel like just as an artist, I don't know if you should feel a ton of pressure to release stuff just because like, I don't know, the internet machine wants food or something. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I think kind of what you said in there, um, about, releasing a song when you want to write it and like put it out i yeah. think that should be the most important thing you know what i mean like yeah. if you would start to sell out your integrity to be part of an algorithm then yeah i don't know what what are you doing you know so um i yeah. get it like it, you know it's tough in this day and age trying to catch on to something and you want to do all you can but i i I at least always try and just put the music first and, you know, not trying to have that internal pressure. Like, you have to put a song and who cares what it is. Yeah. But I feel like that's, you know, kind of the the nice part sort of about working uh, a job and then also releasing music is that I don't feel like you should have too much pressure to do it. Ultimately, if you want to take the next step, then, you know, you should have some level of fire underneath your butt. Sure. But I mean, I don't know. It's debatable, I guess, how much pressure, I guess, you should or shouldn't feel. I don't know. I've just never felt it personally. So when I hear it, I sometimes just ask other people because I know it's sometimes it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel pressure to like, like I put pressure on myself to make things like the best they can be. And I definitely don't want to. Like, I realized that if you take two years off, you probably just lost all the momentum you built up before that. So I try to keep that in mind without just, like, using that as an excuse to put out anything, you know? Yeah. So that's what I care about. For sure. And regardless, I mean, you're obviously putting stuff out at a pretty good pace here, whether you wanted to or not. I mean, yeah. what are we talking here? Like two full albums and yes. some singles and an EP in like three years. Is that, that seems yeah. Like I mean, I started recording stuff like summer of 2019 uh-huh. and I guess it's, you know, November of 2023 and that's resulted in like about 30 songs. So it's yeah, a dude. pretty, pretty fast output i guess i'm curious like if anything in particular may have happened in 2019 like you know some crazy relationship or maybe like got clean and sober off smack or like um you know some some event happened that like kind of triggered this creative surge or if you were just already creative but maybe you like changed mediums maybe you were you were like a 
a writer and you were writing like a madman and instead started writing songs yeah no no smack um no yeah. no work there um but i would say i mean i did like when i was like nine years old i would always write these songs that you know uh, just were strumming along on the acoustic guitar i had at the time and i'd try to put lyrics together and mm-hmm. you know pretend i was on stage in my living room so it's something that i've always done um and like as i got into like fourth and fifth grade i was recording songs and uh like sending them to my friends and then i guess in high school i kind of just put everything down for a while um like it started yeah uh, you know just I, I was playing baseball at the time so i had to just you know prioritize that a little more um and then did it really pick up playing guitar again until like the end of college mm-hmm. um and i wouldn't say it was a grand event of why i started writing songs but i think i always thought i could do it mm-hmm. and i maybe thought it would be a shame if i never gave it a real try That's um true. and i don't know i i maybe, maybe it always felt it was something maybe just felt like insecure or something to try and put stuff out there but i just got to a point when i was like all right i either gotta try this and like pursue this i know i love it i think i'm okay enough at it um like let's see what happens and so yeah. that took me into a studio where i was like let's put together some songs see what we um have and nobody knows about it so if they're bad and this doesn't work yeah. i can just not put it out um so that was the start of it and um i didn't really know what i was getting myself into at the time or what it would become but um then when like the pandemic hit it was like all right you know this is good enough what would what would this sound like if i just like focus on this for a little bit put together the best songs i could uh made my bank account look a little less friendly yeah, and like sure. went into a, a studio and like recorded these so um that's how that project came about and i'm really proud of it so yeah i mean i, I think you should be and i don't necessarily always say that to everyone <laughs> so thank I you try to be as polite as i can but you know yeah um i guess uh i guess the the band name early exit i mean obviously it makes me think that maybe you were accustomed to getting booed off stage there for a while and just like <laughs> well fuck it that's the band name but maybe it came from something more uh fun than that so no i of all the the little like uh album titles song titles that's probably the least interesting yeah uh, like i said when i started recording stuff and really want it to be the the kyle experience to be the band band name so that's um, fair. it was just a cool way to almost make it a thing bigger than myself and you know as i've been able to pull in more members um you know it's it's taken on an identity of its own which has been cool yeah you guys into the uh the merch game yet i didn't know if i missed that in the uh in the link tree yeah yeah we have some we had some online for a while um but actually gets kind of expensive to maintain an online store yeah. Um, at least we were doing it. So we have 
uh, stuff at shows now, but um, yeah. just leave it to that. So another reason for people to come out to see us, if you want a shirt, you have to get it there. Yep. Or maybe the Instagram DM, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that will definitely work too. If you DM me, I'll send you a shirt. Yeah, I feel like for most fans, if you're, uh, you know, if you're persistent, you can probably figure it out. But yeah, yeah. hopefully people do uh, come out to the shows, obviously. Um, I think we already covered the next one. Um, do we also cover the the next song release? Because, I mean, again, the way you're, um, you know, birthing these things out into the wild. Uh, <laughs> feel like there's probably a new one coming soon but maybe not yeah nothing that's been recorded um i've been writing stuff for the better part of this year which is the absolute longest i've ever taken to just write things and see what comes out mm. uh, and i'm starting to put together some plans to record it and get them put together, you know, figuring out, um, coordinating different schedules and um, studio time. So it'll definitely happen. Um, and I do think it's, it's, uh, I, I'm excited at the direction where they're going. So I think it's a step in a new direction that that'll be really cool. So um, I hope, hopefully, that'll be sometime next year that stuff is out. But Either yeah. way, I know it will exist. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, who does your artwork, if anyone in particular? Maybe you do it, or maybe it's Mid Journey. I don't know. Oh, for uh, like album artwork? Yeah. The singles? Yeah, well, we usually find people just online that have done cool things in the past. Um, it's mm. no one that any of us have known. Yeah. Um, but it's always. You know, especially with the album art, it, I like it to be a little cool and abstract and maybe symbolic where you can at least try and think if there's, you know, any connection to the songs or like the themes there. So, um, no one's specific, but I, I definitely like our art. Yeah, it's, uh, it's professional looking for sure. And it's yet, yet another, uh, little aesthetic that reminds me of the slang, so... <laughs> I might as well. Yeah. Sounds like this is a perfect match. Yeah, I think, you know, as much as I'd probably like to come up there and play a show with you guys, I feel like they might be even a better match. So, we'll see, though. Hey. I got to talk to John and find out if the rumors are substantiated or not, and they're making a big comeback here. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I sent you over their stuff so you can check it out and see if you agree or disagree. Great. I will um, check right after this sweet i guess before we sort of wrap things up here um i don't know taillight stood out to me so is there a, i guess it's also the latest release so that parlays nicely uh is there a story behind that song in particular <laughs> there's always some story um yeah i did i think that song's more about when I listen back to it, it's about maybe seeing um, some like relationship or uh, uh, just maybe uh, an issue in life where um, you know maybe ne neither side 
has acted great and things yeah. didn't go well. Um, and trying to process all of that. And um, I think like beyond the lyrics, I think the lyrics tell that story a little bit, but um, the like juxtaposition between the quieter verses and almost atmospheric guitar parts and then just like the blaring chorus um, was definitely something I thought was cool and a little more unique um, compared to what we had put out before. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of helped drive home the theme of that song. Um, and yeah, I, again, yeah. if I was... Uh, it was recorded so long ago, I kind of forgot about it for a while, but uh, I thought this was good enough to stand alone. Um, and that's why I put it out and finally finished it off this year. So I'm glad I got that out and played it live at our last show, which was exciting. Um, so yeah, definitely a cool release. Yeah, sure. I feel like it even has a little bit of a unique uh, chord progression in there that you don't, don't hear all the time. So... Um, I'll probably feature it on this episode, and then I'm cool. If you want, we could slap one more on there. I think you did send me a couple songs, so um, if one other one stands out to you at all, yeah, I think favorite wise really stands out to me because that was like the first single that kicked off, you know, the early exit era, um, and then Paralyzed mm-hmm. is just our our most listened to on Spotify and seems to keep some traction. Um, so I think both of those stand out to me. Cool. Well, I'll try to get them on here and yeah, get it out on the airwaves. So great. This, uh, this thing don't get a ton of streams, but finally crossed 10,000, uh, you know, downloads. So I guess, Hey, congrats. That's exciting. Ed, yeah. Hey, in counts, you got to start somewhere, you know, exactly. <laughs> this is, this is just a show for, for the little guys. You know what I mean? Just trying to get us. Some extra yeah. plays here and there, and a couple extra, a couple extra people at the shows or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, the little guys appreciate it, so um, I'm glad you had this podcast and you know support smaller bands like us. I am one, so that's uh, what yeah. I try to do. <laughs> yeah, but we'll appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Hopefully, uh, we will cross paths IRL. We'll see. Yeah, if um, you're ever in the area, need venues or contacts. I know you said we weren't maybe uh, exactly the same in terms of, you know, style. And maybe I sound a little more like slang, but I think a diverse show is great. So um, we'd love to get together and do one. Yeah, we could all pile in the van collectively here and get our butts up there. Um, <laughs> That's like a good plan. I feel like I'd like to say we get up to New York City twice a year, but definitely once a year and since we were just there last week obviously the earliest we'd probably be back is like spring or early summer i would think so i'll uh Good. definitely keep you in the loop if uh if that turns out to be what we're doing yeah let me know um at the very least i'll uh if we don't have a show together i'll come out to wherever you all are playing yeah um definitely if you ever want to come down here and play a show we can uh, certainly make that happen cool that sounds great yeah sweet well as you can see we got a whole (laughs) 110 seconds left so yeah probably gonna wind it down um all right uh cool i'll probably let you get back on with your evening then sounds good thanks for having me appreciate the conversation
Yeah, man, you too. Uh, I sent you the link to the slang, to the playlist for this, this podcast that I keep like a running tab of every band, and then I sent you my band. So that's what you right. should see there. Got some things to listen to. If you want. So. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Sounds good. Have a good night. Yeah, thanks again. Yeah, dude. I'm So yeah, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. The song that you're hearing in the background is called Paralyzed. Check it out. I'm sick